I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. I'm David Reed. with me as ever is Marit Larwood. Hello there. And we are joined by a third person this week. Uh, this week's guest is um, the third Cohen brother. The little known... Uh, Leonard Cohen. No, British television producer, Howard Cohen. Hello, hello, both of you. Are you the third Cohen brother? No, no, they're, they're almost anti-Cohens to us because they lost the H in the name, so... Are you all Cohen with an H? Have you got two older brothers, though, who are yes, called Cohen? Yeah. So you are a third Cohen brother. <laughs> but I thought you were talking about the famous film director. Given it's a Cohen film brother. show, I thought you were implying that. No, I was talking that. about you are the third Cohen brother in your family. Well, you're no, not, one, no one needs to know that. You're really. not um, of the family of Cohens who made the Garfield films. No, 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 no. Okay. No, I haven't got much to say there. No. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's a Joel Cohen, apparently. Oh, really? So the story goes Bill Murray did it because he thought. He was signing up for a Coen Brothers movie. Really? Wow. The wrong Joel Cohen. But I... I, I should get an agent, really, shouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, should, really. Well, he doesn't have one. He's got a yeah, P.O. box, I know, doesn't I know, he? I know, yeah. I'm going to get a P.O. box to probably get more work. Um, <laughs> I'm so, just remembering to put my phone, on airport, my phone on airport mode. Do I need to do that, too? It's just fun, isn't it? This, bit's, this bit probably would be cut, isn't it? You'd oh, no, we do this every week. It's the fans' favourite. Everyone, even at home, has all put our phones on airplane mode, especially mm. if you listen to this on an airplane. <laughs> Does that mean you'll bring me small bags of nuts now that I've done my phone? Like yeah, that? maybe. This could save lives, actually. It could be someone on a plane listening to this. Yeah. And then there was some interference. It started getting turbulence, and we've saved quite a few, Well, not just one life, but the lives of everyone aboard that um, plane. It's that sort of magic that we provide at Film Fandango. Everyone's 18th favourite film podcast. <laughs> it's not just a podcast, it's also your guardian angel. Yeah. Wow. Um, Howard and I uh, have been working on a, a, a project recently, which I'm going to take this opportunity. We don't plug stuff that much, do we? No, not anymore. Yeah. It's um, <laughs> my job now, or used to be a sort of um, performer, I suppose. Now... I'm essentially a Boris Johnson impersonator. <laughs> for parties and things. Yeah. Not even for that. <laughs> not yet, not yet, this time. And we uh, have made a series of guides to London, uh, at Howard and I, for Yahoo Comedy. Who knows that Yahoo Comedy even exists? Well, this is the beginning of it, basically. Yeah, yeah. so it would really help my career out yeah. if our listeners could just go to Google... Type in Yahoo Comedy Boris Johnson and hopefully these clips will come up. 
you know what? You don't even have to watch them. Just end of the on... month now. End of the month. Just yeah, there'll be, be there'll be it'll be out by then. Just click on them a few times, and you could be saving my career. Okay, that's, that's done. lovely. Great. I think they you could make well. quite a bit of money doing a Thames boat tour, says Boris Johnson. I think uh, get do 12 of those a day, you yeah, could break in the cash. Well, one of the films is uh, me doing a bus tour. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, seeing as you're plugging stuff, is it possible for me to plug my podcast, which is called Possibly of Interest? Marek was in an episode. I don't know if you know that. Do you know that? No, I don't know. I don't doing. talk, to talk about you. And Marek actually said that he thought it was really good. Oh, that's all right. Those were exact words. It's just three men chatting about what things they found interesting. Sounds in awful. Yeah, imagine that. <laughs> this is going to be all good now, isn't it? Fucking hell. It's... Oh, no, I was going to ask you on. It was self-referential. Well, if we wait till the end when uh, the, the uh, listeners have uh, heard you speak and heard your opinions on things, then we can remind, we can send them off into the yeah. night uh, with uh, the details of your podcast. Yeah, we had a film bit on there, actually, yeah, which, was, which was interesting. But I'll save that for them when they listen to it. Well, we should start talking films now. Yeah. Yes, do it. Each week, our guests, well, in the olden days, used to bring in a film. Yeah. And Howard's brought in a film that we were going to talk about today. What film have you brought for us, Howard? I've brought in a, a very underrated, brilliant comedy. Because in my opinion, I struggle with comedy films. I don't think they're great. Do you know what no. I mean? They make me laugh, but like, I don't love them. I don't want to watch them again and again. Obviously, this... if I was to say what your favourite film, comedy films... Everyone says airplane. Yeah. Any others that spring Life to mind? Life Brian. Blazing Saddles. You'd watch those again and again and again. Yeah. But in the current world, I don't find that many that make me want to watch them again. And 21 again. Jump Street, I can watch over and over again. Okay, I'll give you that Anchorman. one. Anchorman. But they're far more misses than hits, aren't they? And I mean, one that I definitely think was a great, great, great hit was a film by Mike Judge, the creator of uh, Beavis and Butthead and King of the Hill, uh, called Idiocracy. Uh, which is, if do you want me to describe it, please do. It's a story of of, a, of an idiot uh, in current the current time sphere who is put into a military experiment uh, to, to be frozen for a year, and then he wakes up five hundred years into the future, and the world is completely stupid. It's the it couldn't be more stupid. Everyone is an idiot. The biggest show on television is literally just someone being kicked in the balls. Again and again and again. How have they become so stupid, Howard? Well, it's got a eugenics sort of spin on the beginning, hasn't it? it yeah, it's um, a little bit, yeah. Basically, the theory is, if I remember rightly, it's. Uh, uh, I haven't watched it this week, but I have seen it. It is that um, sensible, intelligent people... Uh, have fewer children because they want to wait for the right time and they want to have the you know the right mm. situation and everything. So they have far fewer kids, if have any at all. There's a whole sequence pre-titled. Yeah, it's and, really clever. Yeah. And then stupid people, dumb people, just keep forgetting to use contraception and just keep rutting like rabbits and have children after children after children. And so just on a numbers thing, everyone goes stupid. But it's sort of, I mean, the very theory is saying mm. that stupid people will always have stupid children and. Clever yeah. people would always have clever children. And because there's more and more stupid people having children, the world eventually becomes populated just by stupid people. Yeah. And uh, the world is... It's just, it just falls apart, basically, by the time he arrives. He wakes from his stasis. Something goes wrong in the experiment, doesn't it, basically? And he wakes, and the world's just that of idiots. I agree with the theory. Do you? <laughs> yep. Uh, the stupid people you know, do they have stupid parents? No, I... W- it sounds really bad, but I think people are getting stupider. As I talked to on your podcast about reading my uncle's old letters from the Second World War, 
him being really working class. Yeah. And his letters were very erudite and very um, well written. Whereas, uh, is erudite even the right word? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, that's articulate. Yes. Whereas I was on the bus for an example. I was on the bus the other day and some people were hit, t- sitting behind me talking. And I presumed from their conversation that they were 14-year-old, 13-year-old children through the content of their conversation and the way they were using the English language. I was shocked when they were... Peter Sissons. Peter Sissons. (laughs) And Alistair Campbell. Um, When they were proper adults having a conversation, I couldn't quite believe... It was like watching a scene from Idiocracy. Well, and I think that's what makes the film so great, is that it was made maybe 10 years ago now. Have we got 2006. The... 2006, so it's made a little while ago, and it really feels like we're getting there. That's why I, I wanted to pick this film, because it's, it, it is just so shocking how stupid we've already become, in my opinion, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, they get to the point of sort of monster truck coliseum fights and yeah. things, don't they? And, um... and it's also the way the language has devolved you see what I've done mm. there that's a new word I've invented there De- you haven't invented devolved I think devolved doesn't exist as a devolution devolution yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard, ever heard anyone say devolved mm. uh, anyway that's me you've been hanging around the wrong circle <laughs> <laughs> we but, talk uh, a little else yeah but the, the language skills have devolved to such an extent that anyone who talks intelligently is deemed uh, quote unquote faggy and therefore uh, not uh, worth listening to and they just mock them but it, and, and the president is basically just a wrestler uh, he's like, like a whole, Apollo Creed yeah he's like he, Apollo Creed and, and, and it's just the, the thing about something that's so funny like it's just it is really slapsticky and, and then just over the top silliness but there's actually this really serious message underneath this film which is fucking hell oh damn I swore sorry it's alright right. uh, apologies listeners but blooming heck we we've really... got one listener Alex Wishart who's nine years old so just think about him <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's like wow we really really are becoming very, very stupid uh, as a population. I, I think I think the YouTube has got quite a lot to do with that, really. In the background, that's Buddy the dog chewing his bone. It's now been removed. <laughs> You'll have to chew his silencer. <laughs> but yeah, I think the YouTube's got a lot to do with that. I think the internet has got a lot to do with... When, when they eventually trace back why we're all so stupid and why the world's gone kind of wrong, I think it's going to be partly based on just the internet and the, what that did to our minds. Yeah, I think so, maybe. And that it may be, we've got a generation of pretty much navel gazers, I think, who are really self-obsessed. Mm. I saw a girl on the train sitting next to her, opposite her mum, take photos of herself for approximately one hour and stand up and put shoes on and take photos of her shoes on in the aisle and have no qualms about how embarrassing or how self-obsessed it was. Mm. I do agree with you. I think even you read the language on Twitter, you read the tweets, senses don't even make any sense. Or, or I mean, I'm not grammatically correct at the best of mm. times, but I think it's just embarrassing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. There's instant gratification has certainly sort of been rewarded. and um, but it's, it, 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 it's the sense that the, the ease is king. Mm. I think that's what that film really puts out. One of the best jokes, I think, in it, is that he crashes through a window of uh, of some regular guy who becomes his lawyer eventually. But uh, the guy gets up to chuck him out, and his armchair is a, has a built-in toilet uh, to you know have ease of access, uh, which is I think actually quite conceivable. Oh yeah, I would 
believe that could happen very soon. You'd want to eat and defecate in the same place without moving. Would you do that, Mary? No. Why? Smell. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> isn't Constant it? smell. Yeah, but that, that's when some people for ease, ease. It's like the, it's like my mobile phones have become this continual source of just. Oh, isn't everything so easy now? Yeah, and yeah. It's like well, actually, I quite liked looking at a map at one point. I mean, I wasn't very good at it. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. But like, you know, at times it was like, oh wow, I found my way here. Now I found my way here tonight, and it was like, no, oh, that was easy because I just looked on the phone and it told me, uh, which is slightly frightening. It's great using maps. And the thing, but you don't. Everyone talks about not remembering anyone else's number. Mm. No one knows anyone's phone number because it's all they used to just saying their name, pressing their name on their phone. Why are phone numbers still only numbers? Mm. Doesn't need point. to be anymore. That's Why true. aren't they like an email address? There must be some neuroscientists who've looked how brains have changed and the structure of brains have changed. I'm probably not the equipment to do that. It'd be interesting to see how people, you know like taxi yeah, drivers' yeah. brains are supposed to be have different frontal lobes because of uh, or the knowledge that they yes. have to and have people's brains reduced in certain areas. I know my head's actually hollow now. <laughs> a bit of a Homer Simpson figure, pretty much. I um <laughs> I heard somebody say an interesting thing, which was what happened in the nineties in the West, but specifically in America and the UK, uh, is that we started identifying ourselves by our leisure, not our work because there was so much money sloshing around. So people, you know, by they they identified themselves as the clothes, far more the clothes they wear and the sports they played and the films they watched and the music they had and all, you know, I, I and that became the norm for people and their work just became the thing they did to earn money to do all of that. And I think that film really taps into that. There's the he he, he has no clothes, you know, the guy mm. who who he's just got his uh whatever they put him in the medical outfit yeah, you know. smock and, and so he gives him he says oh yeah you can get some clothes they're just there and then it basically has like kind of almost like uh, uh, paper dispensers in a toilet where it's just like there's like a shirt and he just pulls them out and then obviously this guy throws them away they've all got adverts on haven't they as well yeah and, and I, I, I just I don't know I, I'm, I'm a quite a traditionalist person as Marek probably is aware of partly I quite like right wing not really. That means right wing. No, it doesn't. I don't mean right wing at all. I'm right in the middle. Uh, That's right wing these days. It's not right wing. I, I, I believe in balance in the world, basically. Uh, but like, it's that idea that something is worth it because you earned it. You know, I feel the same way about uh, sex. Uh, ultimately. Oh no! Here we go down that. <laughs> no, but like, if, you know, it's just why you know some people, you know, uh, are fascinated by prostitution and go to, and would go to Amsterdam and just be like oh yeah woo, get mm. off woo, fuck that woo, woo. Yeah. and it's just like well, well I think that you know it's, it's, that, it's the chase isn't it it's the, it's the earning of stuff in life that matters do some kissing always do kissing first yeah definitely but going back to the film and away from your CD exploits in Amsterdam <laughs> CD right wing exploits I've never actually done any okay CD going exploits away from your CD fantasies I don't have fantasy <laughs> I, I, I'm full and rich varied Okay, getting away from this explicit content, bearing in mind there's a nine-year-old who's probably listening to this and hasn't even got... How do you know you've got a nine-year-old? Because he's emailed in. Is he the only one that emailed you? One of a few. (laughs) What about five? No, there's people that do it sporadically. By the way, if you want to email, you can always email in at... Dearfilmfandango at gmail.com Well, we'll be pleased to hear from you. Anyway, back to the film itself. (laughs) Yeah. I think the idea is good. It's a very watchable film. 
here's my key point. I think the film itself, the humour is dumbed down itself. Ah, interesting. Which defeats the object of the film, because it feels like this is aimed at slightly stupid people. The humour is too easy and not sophisticated enough. That's what I found. Or maybe I'm just a bit more sophisticated than you, Howard. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's clearly not true. But I think that when you look at the director, you know, here's a guy, you know, people looked at Beavis and Butthead mm-hmm. and thought, oh, this is stupid, isn't it? But as you watched it grow, mm. it was clear that he was making some quite clever points. King of the Hill, you know, even even more so, probably. Exactly, yeah, exactly. I'm not a big fan of either. But that's, well, there you go. That that would be why you didn't really like the film that much. Because, you know, for me, those two shows are really, they're kind of, it's like a subtle poke at stuff. There was no subtlety in Idiocracy. It was quite direct. I thought it was quite spelt out to what was happening at several points even the fact they had to have a narrator to say what's happening mm. so I didn't think it was a subtle exercise it's an interesting choice isn't it of uh, Luke Wilson mm. to play uh, the side of the intelligent man because yeah. doesn't he normally play sort of fairly vacant leading men yeah. I mean he, he doesn't play the sort of bumbling clowns of Owen Wilson but he isn't sort of your thinking man's sort of sceptic one step up from Owen Wilson's vacantness <laughs> Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? So they do a staircase, and there's one, and he there the bottom two steps. Yeah, but I, I liked uh, Maya. What's her name? Uh, who is in it? Um, As the prostitute. Yes, Maya Rudolph, who's in in uh, Bridesmaids. Uh, yeah. You might recognise her, and <laughs> an awful film. I forgot to talk about. I saw originally called The Way Way Back, which is a massive disappointment. Why is that disappointment? Because it's sentimental, and the lead's terrible. Correct. Pardon? Carell. Who's... Steve Carell, isn't it? No, he's good. Steve Carell... It's a different film that's come out called The Way Way Back. Steve Carell's in it. Also, um, Sam Rockwell's in it. Maya Rudolph's in it. It's got CJ from the West Wing in it. It's got a brilliant cast. and Janney. Yeah, it's just not funny. And a boy playing it hasn't got the Christmas to put it off. And it, I watched it with two 15-year-olds, my nephew and his friend... I'm not hanging around kids. That's what he says. There's some guys I met at the mall. Yeah. As a coming you met him of on age, that bus. Yeah. As a coming of age film, yeah. and it, it was a terrible one, and we we're all deeply disappointed. So that was. What uh, age do you come of age? Hmm. Has that changed? Maybe that's the thing. People are getting stupider because they're getting older, quite young, not developing. Mm. There's less gestation. I think. Type. I think if there was a female in this room, she would be suggesting that men are responsible for most of this. Uh... Well, certainly we've we've pushed genders in different directions. Whereas girls, we have uh, been sexualised earlier and earlier, and men mm. have been told they can be children forever. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know when my coming of age was. What would what... you say makes you come of age? Pubes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I remember. My first pube, actually. I don't. And I have I, I no recollection. I, I think I pulled it out, actually. Really? And I've well, kept it in a glass. Uh, no one I've wants kept it in a glass case and forever. <laughs> uh, in fact, I was going to give it to you on your next birthday, Marek. So. Why? This want to know is why you what? <laughs> and this is this is going to turn into a peculiar. You've taken it down this sex route. What why you would you give me your first pube? On my next birthday. I gave you my uh, my foreskin, didn't I? So, you know. You didn't do this, Howard. <laughs> um, that's what happens if you get uh, one of the Cohen brothers on your show. <laughs> Let's get back to this film. Okay, right. come on then. What did you think, David? I, personally, I, I'm, I didn't watch Beavis and Butthead when it was on. 
I sort of like King of the Hill, but I don't find it that funny. I I enjoy it. I think it's mm. really well done characters, and it's it's got its own voice, which is is rare. You know, there's so many things just rehashing other things they've seen. But King of the Hill didn't. I didn't find Idiocracy as funny as you're suggesting. Mm. But, you know, comedy is like that, isn't it? I mean, you won't always... I think I should um, say that it wasn't just about them being funny. It was that it 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 glues me to the concept. Right. And and that's what I think I, I, why I've picked it, is because so often it's just a selection of throwaway gags and yeah, stories yeah. and characters you don't really care about. What Idiocracy does, like Airplane and like other things, it says, here's what you're into. This is your setup, and this is your movie, and it's actually got a point to it in a weird... No, it's not you know necessarily like purposeful in most cases with comedy films, but I think Idiocracy actually does say, like, wow, we are going down a very stupid route this is like, there's a lot of dystopian sort of genre films but this is uh, not many comedies though. no not many and, and I thought this was engaging and if even, even I didn't find it funny I didn't wasn't looking at my watch and I thought I, it always had something interesting mm. to say I, I think the, the concept itself for a film is a great concept you know, and, 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 and that and carries the film yeah. there's a load of fantastic little kind of like a double if you, this is why you know when you say to me what kind of film do you want to do it's like I just want to do something that I'd watch again and again and, and what that film gives you is tiny little things you weren't watching the first time that go on around it there's loads of little great bits like he has to go to the um, I mean one of the best jokes in it is the fact that he goes to get his tattoo because everyone has tattoos in the future that are basically your card that's all your information is yeah, stored yeah. in that tattoo and he goes and he, and, and he says what he, they ask him what his name is and he says not sure and he ends up having not sure and, and that's his name for the whole film pretty much is he becomes president not sure uh, which, which just works so spoilers. well spoilers <laughs> oh I'm not allowed to do spoilers then uh, it's alright it's fine. too well no one's going to watch it no one's going to watch it well interestingly it didn't get a big release when it was first out they sat on it for ages because it was originally called I've just been reading trivia about it I'll parrot it back to you Um, it was originally called the United States of America and that would have been a bad name yeah and they changed they changed the name after it absolutely bombed at test screenings and then they sat on it for like a year or something and then gave it a limited release and it disappeared disappeared so been quite a cult pop, uh, following yeah, it's a yeah. popular, popular yeah. cult film and it's, it? it's like I say the, the little bits in it the little sequences like you know like I say I think overall it's got a really good point to the film but there's like the sequence where he goes to the doctors and the hospital and the hospital is is you know he goes and he says he can't remember who he is basically and she's just got almost like a kind of uh, Fisher Price selection of buttons to press for what's wrong with him and when he goes to see the doctor finally the doctor is just a stoner like mm. he's just someone who smokes loads of weed because obviously eventually doctors won't actually diagnose anything anymore it would just be a machine it, 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 I, I think there's stuff like that in it that's just really like wow I can definitely see that we're getting the uh, homeopathy sneaking into pharmaceuticals in this country like they already have rampantly in the states have you thanks seen, Prince Charles you can, you can now buy uh, you can now buy copper bracelets at Boots um, wow. that are supposed to help your blood um, they don't know. No, do they, they don't. They do nothing. No. But um, yeah, it's sort of a, it's a creeping sort of. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think we've peaked as a civilization? A civilization. Totally, and, and that's part of the reason I, you know, my, my you know, I, I, I'm not a performer as such, but you know, the, my persona is that of a miserable git. <laughs> uh, and, and you like to talk about sex a bit too much. I don't talk about sex at all, really. <laughs> 
I just I was giving that as a reference. So. Okay. Okay. Do you want me to talk about sex? No, not anymore, please. No more. <laughs> okay, fine. But like people ask me why you're miserable, and it's basically because I feel the end of the world is nigh. Really, it's it's, it's definitely impending. And it just looks like it's a slow decline as opposed to like a big crash and it just all explodes. Like we're just going to decline until we're basically no more because we're just so rubbish at everything. That police siren was beautifully timed for that bit. Dystopian monologue. The apocalypse. Yeah, the apocalypse. Soaring down the road. Well, it's, it's, hasn't history more been a series of empires rising and falling and then from the ashes comes something else? I think the only hope to save us is um, the Far East, really. China. Mm. Well, maybe... They may force us to... Uh, Get our, you know, sort our stuff, stuff out. Really. Well, Idiocracy shows a very um, Americanized version mm. of, um, of Idiocracy itself. Yeah, they, they never actually go outside the country, do they? No. I often think that in films about kind of incredible situations, what are the rest of the world doing while this is going on? I think that about um, District 9. Yeah. And they never really mention in District 9 what the rest of the world is doing. South Africa, if that happened in South Africa, you would, you would have South Africa shut down so quickly. Those South Africans would get no say in what happens. But most American films only show what's happening in America. My favourite example of this is from uh, G.I. Joe Retaliation, I think it is. Um, <laughs> where, um, is it, yeah, where there's, they uh, the bad guy's broken into the UN or whatever equivalent it is. And, um, they uh, they show uh, do that demonstration of power thing and decimate London and it just gets utterly destroyed in a big CGI fest and we, they've already established that the British delegate is there but they just cut to a reaction shot of the French delegate just going what are you doing and that's it that's the only reaction to the entire destruction uh, of London quite, I've noticed that London is getting destroyed quite a lot in American it's films because it's, it's got an internationally recognisable well, landmark it's always London or Paris yeah. that's it one or two they're the two that the landmark occasionally yeah. they destroy the pyramids but no one would care because it's not in a no, it's always area. London it's always like it has to be a little bit like so we can feel sympathy yeah. but far away so it's different so it doesn't really no one's really that sad about it it's like mm. oh, London's gone um, just sum up on that oh, I thought it was alright okay <laughs> I think it's I think it's hopefully uh, something that will inspire filmmakers in comedy to try and do something a bit different I like a high concept comedy I like someone to to go you can be imaginative and funny at the same time without having to just plant it in the mundane in the hope to you know get the largest market possible I think no no and and to have a bit of a point like to say god can you you know what I can you can see this happening can't you it's like one of the best bits about it is is the fact that there's no water no one drinks water anymore they just drink a form of Gatorade and it's because the corporation bought the Food Standards Agency. And, it, and I just think that is a really, really... In, you know, that's what I mean. You, you say it's like, oh, you know, this kind of... Yeah, it's fake meat stuff. Yeah. What happens. Well, these, what I mean. these fake societies being set up, like there are so many sort of um, uh, science uh, academies now that are just... Uh, they're entirely paid for by tobacco companies to say that it's fine. There's an advert I've been seeing recently that makes me laugh that it it says it's from like the Beer Society or something and it's a man recommending drinking Stella with a meal because it goes really well with food. And it's like, what? It doesn't, it doesn't say it's an advert for Stella at any point but it's just like... I don't think Stella goes particularly well with food, thanks. Yeah. Someone uh, press the red, big red button now and destroy us. No, I just think some people need to make a stand. Yeah, that would be my. That'll what be are you going to do about it then? I'm planning on making a big stand. Don't you worry about Stop that. Stop consuming and throw up. What, what's your big stand? Uh, you'll see. Ooh. Sounds like someone who's going to kill the president. Okay. 
<laughs> FBI, please stop following Howard Cohen. Yeah, on Twitter. Jelly Moustache is <laughs> what you need to look up. Um, yeah. Right. All right, we'll talk about that then. We all like receiving letters, don't we? I love receiving letters. I don't get any letters. Well, no, well I meant emails. That's a new thing, right. isn't it? Here's an email from Jack Cooper. Hi, David and Marek. Oh, where, where, where should he be from? Oh, he's from uh, uh, Cardiff. Uh, okay. Hello, David and Marek. 99% of the time, I pretty much agree with the critics' aggregate score on Rotten Tomatoes. However, Kick-Ass 2 got absolutely panned, and it's a rare example of me thinking that they completely missed the point. I'm not sure if it was a conscious decision by the filmmakers or not, but Kick-Ass 2 doesn't try to remake the first film, and is all the better for it. I think it's a really smart move. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's a completely different beast that happens to be set in the same universe with the same characters. I thoroughly enjoy the ridiculous stereotypes, unexpected toilet humour and way over-the-top violence. As I'm writing this email, I can hear one of Marek's accents in my head. What he's done there is he's put, put the spell check on and he's um, put, instead of Marek, it says market. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, my question is, what films panned by the critics do you love and why do you think they're wrong? Jack Cooper. Mm, good question. Hold on, Jack. Good question. Yeah. You're not allowed to say good question. <laughs> As hosts, it's our job, Howard, to say that. You have dragged me here. I'll say good question, mate. All right, Don't mate. let us get nasty. I'll get physical on microphone. All right, you. mate. Jonathan Ross tells off his guests once they've finished recording because he's a pro. But then he gives them a piece of his mind. This has got very aggressive. Buddy's getting aggressive. With a burger. Howard's getting aggressive. I'm not getting aggressive. I'm just letting you know where you stand. Though. All right. All right, Mr. Cool Dude. So, <laughs> so what do we think? Films that got panned by critics that are actually worth something. Um, can I can I go first? Go Please do. I, I'm going I'm to really annoy everyone. Uh, okay. Again. <laughs> What a horrible man. No. Um, <laughs> I get really frustrated when people say that the remake of Willy Wonka yeah. was a terrible movie. And I think that people say that for one reason alone, which is it wasn't the original. I don't think it's an amazing thing that you know you have to watch it again and again yeah, and again. Yeah. But I think if you'd never seen the original, you'd watch that and go, oh, that, that's fun. Like, I had some fun watching that. I think that's when films often get panned for me, is when... People are like, oh, I really want to take this seriously. Just have a bit of fun with it. Like, I agree with your general point. I think that movie was one of the worst things I've seen. But, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, sometimes people what, are just nostalgic. But I What, what I'm getting it. at about that film is that, that, that throughout it you're given sections. Yes. And a number of those sections are worth watching and worth watching again. There's, there's things that happen in that factory that are, are, are amazing. And because the technology had advanced cinema, they could never have done it back then. And so I found it well worth watching. Okay. Didn't want to watch the original. Sorry, always will watch the original if yeah. you gave me the choice. But we were influenced by the fact that the original was such a great movie. Sure. I don't think we should ever not be, though. I mean, the whole culture of remaking things because their, their brand carries with it weight so people will buy tickets, I think, is sort of repugnant anyway. Mm. I, there's no need... If they've done it well already, why do you need to do it again? You don't, is the answer. You just want people to go and see it out of a sort of morbid curiosity, like slowing down at a car crash, I think. And and they end, I love slowing down at a car well, crash. Well, exactly. Thing. Lots of people do. And then, you know, they go and see them and then go, oh, I hated it. Did you? Yeah, I hated it as well. But they mm. keep making them. There seems to be an entire industry of that now. 
but um, looking forward to Robocop. Um. <laughs> God, the trailer looks terrible. We it's watched the trailer together. Yeah, it's upsetting. I mean, I, I get excited by it, and that's what. That's another example, then again, really, of that is that mm. I'll go and watch Robocop. I'm not going to go in thinking about how amazing Paul Verhoeven is as a mm. director. I just think about that. I, I like the Robocop idea, and I'm going to enjoy that. And then when I come out, I'll probably go. Yeah, that wasn't as good as the original. It won't fill me full of the same love, but I, 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 I love a good time. But what was so great about the original was the humour that was in it. Yeah. Mm. And this thing, to, and as well as it was, we talked about action films uh, last week, but the, the sort of, Robocop was a great sort of action film with a bit of depth to it. Yeah. And uh, uh, Paul Verhoeven quirks which made it so original. Well, it's about something. Um, and films seem to not be about anything anymore. Or they just sort of, they're vaguely an echo of being about the thing that the source material was about, but the director hasn't really understood it. Um, it seems to happen a lot. But, I mean, I haven't seen Robocop, I can't pass judgment, as in the new one. Mm. Um, but it does look like all the other films. In mm. All of the characters have no personality, they're just cool, sort of... Uh, photogenic looking people saying the same lines of dialogue from every film it's shot like every film and everything that's happening has happened before like to me it's exactly like the new Star Trek movies mm. they're flashy and big and expensive and dull um, and and all the more boring in my mind for the fact this has been done well before mm. you're, you're adding nothing you've thought of nothing you're just making this piece of glossy shit but you pay to go and see Riddick Riddick's new they haven't made Riddick before okay mm. um slightly change the subject my film that I think got pa- not panned necessarily by the critics but a lot of my friends said it was awful and my you know you hear on the mm. streets awful was Paul I didn't see Paul because people were saying it's exactly. awful exactly and yeah. I watched how it how was it well I was on Love Film um uh, with my girlfriend trying to find something to watch that we'd agree on watching and there was nothing on there. And I said, well, should we watch Paul? And I thought, I, even from the trailers, it looked awful. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Oh, really? I was shocked how much I enjoyed it. I think my expectations... It? No, I haven't seen it, no. Because you heard it was rubbish, right? And, yeah, yeah, mainly, yeah. Well, what's interesting about it is, I think, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, they're really, really good together. Oh, they're and they wrote, fantastic double act, And yeah. Nick Frost, is, especially, is great in this. The only thing that they didn't need to do was the, the alien was annoying. Mm. I'd rather just see those two as comic book geeks. Mm. At, at, at the start, the first 10, 15 minutes was just those two. Yeah. I, I, I turned around and I, I said, this is this is really good. Well, the alien put me off in the trailer. Yeah. Like, there was one gag I laughed at in the trailer, and then afterwards I thought, well, trailers, I hate them for it in comedies, but they always put the best jokes in. So yeah. if that's the one good joke in it, then I'm, you know, I've seen it. It did. I don't know if it, it probably was a fifteen from this film, but it felt like some of the jokes were dumbed down for that American audience, which you don't, re- they haven't really done in uh, Hot Fuzz. And yet, they're, yeah. they're, they're, the Hot Fuzz was so good. But I preferred Paul to The World's End. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try and so you should watch Paul it. Down. I was really surprised because I thought I'll just watch this out of because I do like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and I couldn't find anything else on there I was really pleasantly surprised oh, it's odd how that sort of everyone I knew thought Paul was rubbish without ever having watched it yeah yeah Ooh. well I, I've racked my brains and I can't think I think I probably don't recall reviews uh, that well I try not to read them because they spoil the thing so I can't recall one that was panned apart from and I keep talking about it and it sounds like I love it even more than I actually do but Dread was universally considered mediocre 
and I really, really liked. Because of the um, raid that came out. Was that probably. Double film. Probably, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, they had to, what, kickstart for it or at least petition to get Dread made in the first place. Now there's a petition on um, on uh, the website of the, the comics um, to get a second movie out of it because they need to petition because the first one was sort of, because of the reviews, didn't do that well financially, so it hasn't Ooh. guaranteed a sequel. That was one of those films for me that just felt uh, overly computer gamey at times. And, 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 and I still think with great action and sci-fi... You still feel the human element, and I didn't. I think it lost a bit of the human element. Oh, I don't know. I re- I really enjoyed. I mean, the human. Yes, but you, you've got that problem of having the RoboCop type character. I mean, mm-hmm. RoboCop is borrowed from Judge Dredd, and they yeah. admit that. Um, so you've got a, basically a robot at the middle of it. So there's no humanity there. So you're really relying on your sidekick for the that humanity. Yeah. And I thought she did a good job in it. Anyway. I've got another one. If you Go want on, another then. one, and, it, and it's going to get abuse. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. It's not a great movie, but I really think it's watchable. 2012 with John Cusack <laughs> is, is a watchable movie. I watched that. I was sick. And I, and I watched it, and I was like, I'm really feeling better now. Like, I've not is... seen it because of the trailers. So bad, it put me off, and the reviews. Are he, so... He's a limo driver who uh, he meets Woody Harrelson, doesn't he, yeah, in a yeah, caravan, yeah. and then uh, yeah, yeah, and they end up going on a massive boat. Yeah, that's all I can remember. Is it one of the films that is actually nothing like the trailers? You know, when you, they show the trailer, you think, well, this film was. I can't think. Of, I've seen quite a few of them yeah. where the film is actually much better than the trailer, but they've gone for the trying to get the biggest mass market possible from the trailer mm. and sold the film differently. It isn't that different. It isn't that different. But no. it's actually a pretty watchable. It's like they, you know, I always call them like Sunday afternoon films. You know, where you got, you know, sometimes you do, yeah, I know. You, got, <laughs> you feel like you got nothing better to do, and you're just going to watch yeah, a film yeah. that you kind of quite like. I watched Surrogates. Uh, this go. afternoon lovely. for that very reason lovely what a lovely very afternoon. very afternoon yeah, film what a, what a very watchable film uh, I also wanted to bring up a film I just saw which I, I kind of watched didn't see any reviews and then looked at the reviews and it's like a mishy kind of response to it is Only God Forgives which I don't know if you guys have seen that no. it's a new it's a film by the same director of Drive also starring um, oh, yes. Ryan Gosling I've heard people who hate this film and absolutely love it in equal it's, measure it, isn't it supposed to be just far more violent it, I mean I would this is, this is my verdict on this guy whose name I can definitely not pronounce Van Zwitz whatever his name is yeah. love his stuff but he he makes Tarantino look like a pussy that's the level I reckon this guy works at there's the violence in it is incredible but the weirdest thing about because after seeing Drive which I assume we've all seen I yes. love Drive yeah, yeah. The, the, there was this thing about wow wasn't it really weird that it, they were so slow and kind of silent and not moving and it, and then he's done it again he's, he's repeated the same trick very much in this film and it's an, you know it's an action film at points but the fact that he it's almost like he's turning film into still photography because right. the stuff the, the scene's so lacking in movement apart from one scene which if you if you haven't seen it just go and check out this one scene where he goes and fights has an actual uh, Thai kickboxing match and his track drops on it it's basically the Double Dragon soundtrack <laughs> and, and, and yeah. I nearly jumped out of my seat when I, I literally went like like a gorilla in excitement you wanted to pick up a bin and throw it at a guy so twice excited. your size it was, <laughs> it, was <exciting>. <laughs> it was very exciting the director's was. name is Nicholas Winding Riffin it's pronounced obviously wrong Surname, Winding Riffin yeah I saw an interview with him uh, uh, watching Drive I was really blown away by Drive the cinema I absolutely loved it 
I watched an interview with him talking, uh, the director, about the film. Uh, he came across as one of the most awful people I've ever seen interviewed in my life. Wow. So don't even watch it because you'll just think he's a bad end. I'm, I'm sorry to keep going, but I'm, I wanted to do one more area of film that I think oh, gets. Okay, fine. Do you mind? No, 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 do it, do it. I I can't think of any, so... That's why I was going to keep going. Yeah, please do. I I think, because he's arguably one of the greatest directors of all time, a Woody Allen film that isn't a great, great classic gets said to be absolutely awful, when in reality, it's probably just a half-decent movie. I'm dreading what you're going to say. No, I've got loads. I could pick loads. I don't know which ones you're about to pick. There's one that I think is laughable. But I I love Woody Allen. Match Point, yeah. Yeah, Match Point is not a great film. (laughs) But Midnight in Paris, I thought was really good. Really good. I'd also, you know, if people are actually going to listen to this and then go and watch these films, I'd say Purple... uh, Not Purple Rose of Cairo. Curse of the Jade Scorpion is just a slapstick... One-liner fest. If you just want to, if you want to see a real comedy writer at work, mm. watch that film. Also, I'd say the one with um, Hugh McGregor and Colin Farrell called Cassandra's Dream is not as awful as it was said at the time. It's actually a pretty watchable mystery kind of thriller crime plot. Another one which just like this is what I mean. He brought this out I think a couple of years after Annie Hall, and people were just like, "Yeah, no, he's just been a bit self-indulgent, isn't he?" Really. So when you're one of the greatest you know, artists of the 20th century, like you can get away with it. Well, also you take risks, you try things, you don't know if It was very work, much about his you... life, no, a, a, right. a lot of it. And Radio Days, that is a wonderful film and didn't ever, it will never get the press or the credit. Zelig is another one. These films don't get the credit because they're not the archetypal, that's a Woody Allen film, gotta, you know, love. Those are films I really would recommend. They didn't get critical acclaim though. Well, that is good. <laughs> that's why I usually do this bit isn't it yeah yeah that was my summary we should also talk about um, the film Fandango Live which is coming up yes wow. on uh, the 29th of October we're doing a live show and quiz uh, for Halloween uh, which will be at the Forge and Foundry in Camden London and you can get tickets online um, the easiest way is to go to our Facebook page facebook.com forward slash film Fandango um, if you'd like to get in touch with us about anything, you've seen a film or you'd like to recommend one or you've seen one of the ones we've mentioned, then do get in touch, dearfilmfandango at gmail.com or simply tweet us at filmfandango. Lovely, you did that very well, didn't Thanks, you? yes. But this is independent, this podcast, right? Oh, right. Beep, beep. Um, yes. Um, also, if you'd like to contribute to our running costs, we do this all for free. Um, so um, you can donate if you care to do so at our website, filmfandango.co.uk. And thank you to all those people who've donated already. Yes, thank you very much. I really like films. They're good, aren't they? They're good. Do you ever start watching a film and don't finish it and then it's kind of ruined forever because you can never really go back I I, I hate to do that I it's try terrible, not to it? turn them off ever devastates me yeah. just leave it till you've forgotten I did it with, a, did it with yeah. that Nicolas Cage film about um, he was at war um, something about whispers it's got loads of uh, people from the Far East helping fix the Vietnam War Ooh. oh wind talkers yeah there you go similar uh, mm. I started watching that got 20 something, minutes in something about wrong. whispers is a much better title Mm. I was in an advert for Whispers once. Oh, uh, I was the, the only chocolate bars made me sick just from one bite. Well, we had it was free Whispers all day, and I've never bought one since. Can't do. I it do like anymore. the gold ones though. That's a good. Yeah, good that's on. a good combo. To turn into um, more of a Yorkie man now. Are, you, are, we, are we? Are you wrapping this up now? Yeah, yeah. Would you like to plug your? Podcast? I'm going to plug, plug, plug my podcast. I, I do a podcast with a, a, a guy called Gazwood who has to come on this podcast. 
He is the ultimate film geek. <laughs> You've met him, Marek. You did an episode, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, sing his praises, <laughs> why don't you? He's he, 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 so he, passive aggressive. He, he is such a. He is the ultimate film geek. I like. I like him. He's nice. Yeah, he's very good. So, so I do a podcast with him called Possibly of Interest, in which uh, we talk about with a special guest things that could possibly be of interest. What did we talk about with you, Marek? We talk about aliens. We talked about whether The Simpsons is funny anymore. Talked about uh, uh, space stations. Space stations. We talked about um, um, sperm jacking in Zimbabwe. You already want to listen to it, don't you? I want to know what that is. It is interesting. It is Uh, horrible. So, yeah, definitely come and listen to Possibly of Interest. It will make your life better. Is it on iTunes? It's on iTunes, yeah, and you can can find it on the Facebook as well. That's how we roll. Hey, I know I've always got this bully, bullying relationship with Howard, so it probably comes across as I've been quite bullying. But let me let me assure you, listeners, I know him in real life, and he one hundred percent deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I really uh, what's the word? Uh, I'm, I'm doing a gesture with my hands that suggests what I'm doing. Uh, Effuse. Uh, yeah, no, no, I I, I, I ask for it. it. Looks like you're oh, scraping in your gold. <laughs> I, I ask for it constantly. My, my, I think I think my personality just demands that I get abused, basically. Oh, okay. So I don't really have any problem with it. And I, I actually have to say, that on, is on, a personality type, though, isn't yeah. it? The sort of abuse magnets. Mm. I've noticed. And I, I, I literally can take it all day. It's oh, perfect. that's good. But the uh, I, I, I take this chance to say that I actually quite love Marek in a weird way. I don't know if you feel the same or not. No. I don't know what's happened this episode. No, I've got time for Marek. <laughs> it's uh, you know. He's a good guy. Yeah, he's, he's a good guy. He's all right. They always, uh, Jewish people, this isn't a real racial stereotype, they always try and analyse things in public like this, don't they? I'm not analysing, just, 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 you know, he, the hate that he shows for me on here is embodiment of his love for me. Okay, yeah. Well, this has been a fascinating podcast. We've seen many different sides to our personalities here. We have. Please keep watching films. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll be back next week with more, yet more films and maybe another guest. Who knows? But uh, yes, keep watching the films. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. 
at participating McDonald's. Minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.